Good morning, Chapel. So good to be here. We thought we'd share a little glimpse of, of our world with you. Um, and uh, I want to give credit to Brianna, who uh, narrated that, and our, and our good friend uh, Navi, uh, who, who put that video together. They worked on that video over the last uh, couple of you know, months before uh, we came back. Uh, in relation to that video, our daughter, Asha, she says, she says, why are you showing them all the good parts <laughs> of India? <laughs> and I, I said, well, yeah, those are certainly the good parts. And she, of course, in her brutal honesty, you know, reminds us that there are difficult uh, parts of India, challenges of Indi in India. And uh, I guess we didn't want to go totally that direction, but I did want to remind, you know, point out in that video that um, Navi's grandmother, if you saw her there, she was the one who was worshiping those idols uh, in that household. So, you know, if you want to look at that as being part of the bad part of India, it most certainly is. And then that guy who was uh, using that machine to crank out um, sugarcane juice, uh, he had an incense burning, and most certainly that, was, uh, that incense was going out to some false god. Uh, and, and I wanted to read a, read a brief scripture, uh, just, in, just in, the, in light of the difficulties of, of India. I was going to go this direction this morning, but I decided not to. But thanks to our, our daughter, I thought I'd at least read this, which is at some point, you know, any cross-cultural worker who goes over, over to India eventually preaches out of this passage. And I have not done that yet, but I thought maybe, it's, maybe it'll be good for me to read it. Uh, it's Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, and I'll just read that out loud a moment. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffered in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. And so I just wanted to share, yeah, yeah, there, there are hardships, excruciating hardships in service uh, in India. But, um, but we have a God who we have our full hope in and who raises the dead. Um, let, me, let me ask a brief prayer. Father, we do thank you. Thank you for the chapel. Thank you for their years of support and, and, and most certainly uh, prayers, support. Lord, be with us this morning. Uh, just help us to, yeah, just hear about the journey and hear about what you're doing as we cover themes of the kingdom of God advancing, perseverance through hardship. But we ultimately want to look at you, Lord Jesus that we see what you are doing in North India. And it is for your glory we are here today. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I, was, I was happy to see the, the chapel's mission statement up on the, up on the screen here earlier. And, and I'm, and I'm going to start this morning with mission statement. Uh, Pioneer's uh, mission statement, we're missionaries with Pioneer's, uh, the main mission statement is, Pioneers mobilizes teams to glorify God among unreached peoples by initiating church planting movements in partnership with local churches. 
Now, if you go on PI Europe's website, you'll find that, and it pops right out front page. Now, on the Orlando main page, you have to, uh, on, on the Orlando website, you've got to dig a little, but this is what it says on the Orlando main page where PI is based. Pioneers empowers gospel-driven Christians to go to the ends of the earth together in relentless pursuit of the unreached. Now, we're team leaders of the Chandigarh team, which we started in 2015, about three years after landing in India. Um, and the Chandigarh team mission statement resonates more so with that Orlando uh, statement. The Chandigarh team exists to advance the kingdom of God in greater Chandigarh and beyond. Now, we work um, as team leaders. We work primarily among Sikhs and Hindus, uh, yet we do have Muslims uh, in our midst as well. We have been relentlessly recruiting people to join us, and we've been doing this uh, for, for many years. Um, and when we land team members, we tell them, hey, take two years, fully enculturate, cultivate uh, trusting relationships with people. And I tell them, I don't even care if you share the gospel once in two years, even though I know they're going to. <laughs> uh, but, I, but, but just to emphasize, why don't you develop trusting relationships and learn and hear, hear about their worldview before we go and impose ours upon them? And I also encourage new team members to explore their niche in North India. And whether after two years they stay with us or, or move on, but, you know, we, we want them to find their fit. And we also equip team members with uh, church planting movements. Uh, however, uh, one of the uh, team core values we have on the team, and it just seems like this is truly a fit for us, is uh, we value long-term vision. A lot of times people will come with a very short-term mentality, and there's even agencies out there who say, hey, five years and we're out. We've, we've, we've reached North India. But, but our statement says this, although the call to bring the gospel to the unreached is urgent, we trust in the Lord's sovereign and often subtle advances of kingdom influence in people and in culture. Our multi-generational vision is marked with faithfulness, patience, and attentiveness to the significance of each season. I remember a couple of, of missionaries uh, when we lived in Chicago back in the early 2000s, there was one family who moved to North India as well, and they moved to a really hard place. And one of the things they said to us was they were anticipating the idea that what if in 25 years we have seen no fruit? Are we willing to sign up for this? 25 years with no fruit. And then we, we have some other uh, missionary friends uh, from Norway, I believe. After 17 years in country, they just started seeing fruit. So after 10 years in country, we just uh, crossed 10 years since departing to North India, um, we've, we've seen intermittent fruit among certain groups. But, but very little fruit in some of those, in some of those areas we're, we're targeting specifically. Our team started in January of 2015. Uh, we, 
a lot of that time was spent through prayerful and geographical just exploration. Let's just survey the land and, and pray over it, generating local contacts, and, and, of course, recruiting, as I was saying before. A lot of it is similar to, to mountain climbing. You, you look at the face of, a, uh, face of a mountain where nobody has gone before, and you might look at that mountain and say, hey, I want to I climb it. And so those first people have to come in and insert those, those bolts in there and so that they can rig their ropes up through and, 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 and get up the mountain. But uh, what, what we feel we've done is in some of these locations is we've set those bolts uh, for, for others to be able to clip into. And while things have slowly uh, developed, the kingdom of God is advancing in, in our location. And Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. I want to share with you some of the highlights of the last four years in India. We did a, a four-year stint, uh, which is quite a bit longer than we've done before, and certainly we've, we've felt the weariness from that time. But the Lord is working. The kingdom of God is advancing in our realm. After four years of recruitment, so we established the team in 2015, it took four years before we landed our first members, and that was an intern who was there for a short period of time, and then someone who was already working in the city, our teammate Joy, who's from the Philippines, she joined our organization and was grafted into our team. But then, after nearly five years of recruiting, finally we landed two units from our Orlando base, uh, we call them the Orlando Millennials. But as early as 2015, uh, Brianna and I realized there, the harvest field is ripe here in our city. In our city, our city is anywhere from, you know, in, our, in Chandigarh proper, one million people, which extends out to about two million in the greater uh, tri-city area. But, but students and and laborers from all over the region come to our city. And we noticed that uh, the harvest field is very ripe among college students in our, in our area. But we realized that we, are not, we weren't personally the ones to, to do that. And so we knew we needed people to come. And so it's been so exciting to see our team members come and engage that, that age group, uh, and, and, which has been an answer to prayer. From the onset, we've recruited from mobilization bases uh, all over the world. We have mobilization bases in Orlando. Uh, we've got them in Singapore. We used to have one in Philippines. There used to be one in Egypt, Dominican Republic, Ghana, different places, Australia. And so we've, we've recruited. And, but, you know, sometimes people will commit, and then they'll never come. And then, especially with, during the COVID time, people, some will commit, and then maybe they'll go and join another team. 
Uh, we had one lady uh, a couple years ago pass away. She died in a motorcycle accident before she could come. Uh, we have some come, and then, then they leave. So as I envision, I'd love to see our team just spin off teams all over, all over into the region and area. But, uh, but we find that there are challenges even to retain or collect uh, a, solid, a solid team. And just to put that into perspective, when we were back here last time, uh, in 2017, we met a couple at our Orlando base. We first met them. They were exploring pioneers as an organization. We met them in August 2017. When we go back this August, they will land with us. It's been five years of, of engagement with this one couple to, to come and join us. But we praise the Lord for providing them. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Highlight number two, uh, Sikh-focused ministry. Now, Sikhs have been on my radar for about, well, about 12 years or so. Uh, I think we first uh, heard of the Sikhs maybe through uh, the, the Bredens and the Burgets uh, way, back, way back when. And way back then, I thought, well, the Sikhs, I, th I thought they were a branch of Islam, which they most certainly are not. Uh, while, when we first landed in India, way up in the mountains, way in deep in the Himalayas, we met Sikhs there. And I said to Brianna one time, I said, if we ever get kicked out of this area, which I was hoping that we would just stay in this area, we loved it so much, and that we would stay and die there someday. But I said, if we ever get kicked out of this area, I want to go to Punjab and work with Sikhs. Well, the Lord kicked us out of that area, and it wasn't long before we ended up in Punjab working with Sikhs. And so over, you know, it first started out, we just had Sikh neighbors, and we, whether that be neighbors or I, my, my accountants are Sikh, uh, neighbor, some of the neighborhood children are, and we even met a, a few Sikh background believers, and we started worshiping them, with, uh, worshiping with them, not worshiping them. Uh, worshiping with them. And then, as, as Pastor Richard said, in, uh, about four, uh, well, five years ago, I applied to the, the program at Fuller, but, uh, uh, but over the last four years, I've been studying Sikhs uh, for Sikh-focused ministry. And the program pushed me into a time period of literature review where I learned Sikh narratives and I learned about Sikh identity and, and truly fell in love with some of their founders. Uh, just, and, and then uh, the second year, we engaged in field research. And I got to sit with over 20 first-generation Sikh background believers, and I heard their testimonies, how those guys came to Jesus, which fully informs my research. And then I sat with over 20 Sikh priests, and I asked them, how do, you, how, how do Sikhs make disciples of Sikhs? I wanted to hear from them and find out, how does that contribute to uh, making disciples of Sikh background believers? And then I spent a year learning about change and 
how identifying change agents among those background believers that I, that I met and working on developing uh, training sessions and working on a plan towards reaching more Sikhs for Jesus and making disciples of uh, Sikh background believers. And then, of course, the dissertation, which all came together and is done, thankfully. Uh, but, I, but from that, that, what I really appreciate about the, all of the study and research that we did was this is all applicable. We came up with principles that we could employ in Sikh-focused ministry and equipping team members and other believers. And I think with transfer, transferable principles all over the world that can be used in Sikh-focused ministry. So I'm in, I'm in the process of continuing to develop uh, formal resources and workshops for that. But I rejoice that our team members are engaging Sikhs. We have one team member who lives with two Sikhs, and he's business partners with them, and he ministers to them every day, relentlessly. He's a very persistent guy. He's working with these guys. And, and we are also actively recruiting four Sikh-focused teams. Again, Jesus asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked, through all, until it worked all through the dough. Highlight number three from the last four years is simply engaging the community in incarnational living. The kingdom of God is permeating the structures of our community. And it happens in a variety of ways. It happens when I refuse to cheat my business partner, when a guy says, hey, why don't, why don't you just do this, this job with me and, we'll, and we'll, cut out, we'll cut out your guy. When I refuse to do that, the kingdom of God permeates our culture. When we keep our verbal and financial commitments or when we simply pay our bills on time, the kingdom of God permeates our context. When we don't gossip about our neighbors and our neighbors even say, say the same, Brianna's uh, neighbor, Brianna's wanted her uh, neighbor to invite her to the, what would they call kitty parties is when these ladies get together, spend time together. And she lamented a bit that, why don't, you ever, why don't you ever invite me? And she says, well, all they do is gossip at these, at these parties. And, and she recognized that Brianna isn't one that does that. So the kingdom of God permeates our context. Uh, when our house is the safe house for all the kids to come over, uh, whatever faith background, when, when our house is the safe one to go to, or when our house helper, we insist our house helper not work on Sundays. And then her other clients also give her Sunday off because we do. When we cultivate trusting relationships and we're present and available during times of crisis, inevitably someone's going to suffer. To have a believer there and prayerful, the kingdom of God is there. And then when our neighbors ask out of the blue, will you pray for us? Because they know Jesus answers prayer. The kingdom of God permeates our context. 
When, or when simple things, Brianna takes our neighbor's blood pressure, or when she discovers that our house helper is taking the exact opposite thyroid meds that she should be. The kingdom of God is permeating our culture. Or when we equip, equip believers to glean from the word of God on their own. Or when young ladies feel empowered to multiply that training in other households. The kingdom of God permeates our context. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Highlight number four, collaboration and partnership. Now, I'm normally a guy who likes to work alone. <laughs> I like to work alone, and, you know, sometimes partnerships can be challenging. But I think over the last four years, the Lord shifted that and really stepped us into, uh, stepped us into collaboration on, on a variety of levels. Uh, Brianna uh, has done an excellent job with community health. And she partnered with our teammate, Joy, another doctor from Pioneers who serves in another area, and an intern and others, uh, to hold a women's community health conference uh, right before COVID uh, shut things down. And they'd go out and they'd teach women's health issues, teach them things like, you know, doing like, um, you know, self-examination, that kind of thing. And, uh, and found that really empowering. And when we go back, uh, Brianna's going to do more of the same. Uh, church planning training. I, I linked up with a guy from uh, IMB, Southern Baptist guys, who are, uh, run, a, run, run a model called Four Fields, which is just a, it's a canned church planning model, but, but, it, but it's effective to some degree. So I, I started partnering with these guys going out. I adopted four districts in Punjab uh, to, to run that model. And uh, to my knowledge, I don't think they, they, these guys that we partnered with, these pastors out there, I don't know that they planted any churches, but I do know that, they, that uh, many came to faith, hundreds came to faith through uh, the local pastors in connection to Four Fields and were baptized and were added to existing churches. Uh, so we, we do praise uh, the Lord for that. And then lastly, empowering team members. And this is a big one for me, passing on our local contacts. I've spent 10 years finding trusted local guys that I kind of want to call my own. And sometimes, sometimes out there in the field, we can be pretty territorial, and, and I'm guilty of the same. Um, but, but what's encouraging to me is we get a team member who comes, and they've proved themselves faithful and trustworthy, and we get to the point where Hey, why don't you why don't you call Bullabeer and see 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 what you guys can do together? That to me is so so encouraging to be able to pass some of that work on. Guys that maybe I'm even neglecting at the time. That it's like, hey, why don't you guys go run together for a while and for the the kingdom? Uh, and then and then just uh, to be able to you know. Have our, have our team members, integrate them into the team, and you know, just be the body together. With our work comes many challenges and hardships, but it comes with a lot of joy. You saw in the video uh, those Sikh men dancing you know, to the Punjabi music. 
That's some of the most fun things is going to weddings and just dancing with those guys. That's, that's probably one of my greatest joys there. You know, a lot of times they're, they're not believers, but just to share life. And there's a lot of cred, credibility that goes, goes with dancing, you know, dancing with people. Um, but our work is a work of perseverance and trusting the Lord in his timing. And, you know, sometimes we want to quit. I remember a time back in mid-2018, I, we just had enough. It, it was just, we, we were wore out, didn't feel very fruitful. It was just like, all right, let's hang it up. But all we didn't, all we didn't do, we didn't quit. That's it. I guess that's what perseverance is. It's just, just not quitting. Just, just, uh, you know, keep, keep going. And uh, so, so the Lord's, the Lord has sustained us. Um, in our time, and I want to give him the credit for any kingdom advancement that's happening in North India. That's his work, the God who raised Jesus from the dead, the God who makes all things new. To him be the glory. And I just want to thank you, Chapel, again, just formally for your support and your prayers over the, over the years. We certainly, we most certainly need your prayers, but we thank you. Father, uh, just thank you for this time, perhaps a little scattered, but Lord, I hope you be glorified. I hope something sticks with, with each one here and that uh, they can praise you and thank you and uh, just glorify your, your holy name. We pray for those in India who need Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen.